Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's see what our topic is today. This is exciting. Cloud brings the promise of speed, simplicity, savings, and flexibility. Of course, your company wants that. But many organizations are struggling with their cloud journeys, especially when it comes to their existing ERP systems and their IT architecture. Just let that sink in for a second. What's going on? Increasingly, industry leaders are addressing the challenge through a two-tier approach, and that'll be our focus today. They're strengthening their traditional on-premises systems and their processes while they're leveraging public cloud solutions to innovate and scale rapidly. And that's what your company needs. You need to innovate and scale rapidly today. It's been a tough year here in 2020. Effective integration between tiers is essential for, here are your goals, you need real-time data, You need actionable insights from that data. You need business agility, the ability to pivot, to be nimble. You need operational efficiencies to keep things moving. And you need even other and more business outcomes that are meaningful and positive. We have three very, very interesting people on the panel who are going to share their insights about this topic today. Jen McDonald from Deloitte. We have Liz Fashana from Deloitte. And we have, I'm going to use his proper name, Dr. Uwe Grigolai at SAP, but he said I can call him Uwe. They're going to discuss what you, your company, wherever you are in the world, what you need to know about a two-tier architecture involving the public cloud, which you may not be on yet, and digital core solutions. They're going to share some use cases. We have some fascinating use cases from Jen from Deloitte Africa, and they're going to talk about some technical considerations. We won't get deep in the weeds, don't worry, and how you can maximize your value by bringing together the best of the foundational systems and the best of public cloud. So welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise Charge Towards Value with a Two-Tier Approach. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here. We are live. It is the December 4th, 2020, we're nearing the end of what is a very, very challenging year. I'll just say that. So let's go around the table. I'm going to ask each of my special guests to please introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you do, Jen and Liz at Deloitte and Uve at SAP. And take about three minutes and then tell us what is your passion for this topic. Jen McDonald, welcome. Good morning. Good afternoon. I think you're in South Africa, so it's late. It's almost wine time, somebody told me. Go ahead, Jen. Talk to our audience, please, and introduce yourself. Definitely. Thanks, Bonnie. And um, it's great to be on your show. Um, and yeah, um, welcome to all the listeners. It is afternoon here in a very sunny South Africa, which is probably a lot warmer than many other places in the world. And yeah, definitely almost time for that glass of wine. Um, yeah, my name is Jen McDonald, and I'm currently a director in our Deloitte Africa consulting uh, practice. I lead the Africa Finance Transformation offering um, with a specific uh, focus or particular focus around SAP Cloud transformations. And you know, I'm really passionate about using um, technology, innovation, and automation to transform finance and to transform businesses. Now, my journey, I guess, to in my career to get to this point um, and, and my interest in this topic is probably an interesting one in itself. Um, 
I actually am a chartered accountant, a qualified chartered accountant or CPA. And my um, career, I've had a 15 career with Deloitte. It actually started out in our auditing practice. Um, we have spent a number of years auditing um, some of our kind of biggest and what I like to um, say our best clients um, in Deloitte, Africa, um, and also abroad across in Australia for a little bit. Uh, from there, I pivoted to take on some more strategic and operational roles um, within Deloitte Africa, and that culminated in me being appointed as the Chief Financial Officer uh, for Deloitte Africa. And I spent the last four years actually um, in this role um, up until uh, September this year. And it's really within that role that I've been able to, or actually quite privileged to lead some of the firm's, you know, more strategic uh, transformation initiatives. And, you know, one of those initiatives was the Africa Finance Transformation where we put down a brand new service delivery model across the continent, an Africa Shared Service Center. Um, very exciting for me uh, as the CFO. And um, I also led the uh, Deloitte Africa ERP and digital transformation programs. And that involved laying a common IT platform down across our Africa operations as well. Um, and that's really kind of where my, you know, sort of passion for this, you know, um, technology innovation and, and changing the way we do business, you know, kind of came from. And the SAP cloud um, portion of the transformation program was actually quite trailblazing or groundbreaking in a sense, because Deloitte Africa was in fact the first global or the first organization globally to um, put down the full suite of SAP cloud solutions that we selected um, within the intelligent enterprise. Um, and I think we won a, what well, we did win a, a, a global innovation award for that a transformation journey. So that brings me to my latest career pivot. Um, now I moved into the consulting world and you know, I'm hoping that you know, having done these transformations in the seats of the CFO, I would be able to bring kind of a fresh new perspective you know, to the, uh, to the and, and speak from some um, real experience and maybe provide a little bit of nuggets on the show, Bonnie, uh, to our audience who are maybe embarking on the same you know, transformation journeys themselves. Thank you, Jen. Excuse me. Fascinating background and uh, CP from CPA to CFO. I like that transition of letters there. Congratulations to you. Excuse me. It's it's early morning Friday here. This is my Friday voice. Congratulations to you on so many successes. Uh, your job sounds huge, and and I'm a fan. I'm an admirer. So, thank you for. I'm just going to say thanks for taking the time before wine on a Friday to join us here. We are are so happy to have you, Jen. Liz Fashana, we'd love to get to know you. Liz, I'm going to put you in speaker view now. Welcome, Liz, and we're happy to have you. Why don't you go ahead and share your background with our audience and what's your passion for our topic, two-tier approach in public cloud? Liz. That's great. Thank you, Bonnie, so much. And it's uh, great to join my first podcast with you. Um, and I'm super excited. I have the great pr privilege at Deloitte to lead our global SAP practice. And I joined uh, Deloitte over 25 years ago, started off uh, doing hands-on implementation work myself. Um, I had quite an interesting journey at Deloitte because I worked in the U.S., uh, which is where I'm from originally, uh, for 14 years and was a partner there working with many customers, uh, mostly on the West Coast of the U.S., um, and uh, 12 years ago, I moved to London, um, where I began serving many, many of our European customers and companies who want to really transform their business. And I think the thing that I'm really passionate about is, number one, um, bringing all the digital technologies together 
to solve clients' business problems, to leverage the platforms that SAP has provided, also together with working with cloud platforms and other tools that are available. Um, because mostly we, we want to solve our clients' problems. That's what this is all about. So the tech is great, um, but we're really focused on what companies can do to make their lives different and better. I like the interesting to make their lives different and better. I haven't heard the word different. Very interesting. And Liz, are, we re- are you referencing the need to, we talked about agility, the need to be able to pivot in these very challenging bit times personally and business different. Just talk to me for a second about different. I like that word. I mean, some of it is that is that it is truly more digital. Their work is really focused on what they want, where they can add value as individuals or provide insights from analytics. So I think what's different is about is the tech is just there. You can analyze data. You can do the different kind of reporting than we've never been able to in faster ways, as we've ta- as you've mentioned. So I just think it's more fun to do the work in this different way. Thank you very much. And sometimes change is good, right, Liz? Yes, of course. There you go. There <laughs> you go. An adventure. We don't usually hear <laughs> that word. We don't. We, oh, I got to change. I got to do things. Adventure. I like that. I, I think Jen's career has been an adventure from, from start <laughs> to current, and there, there's more. Let's go on to Uwe, Uwe Grigolite. So happy to have you here, our SAP person on the panel today. Uwe, please do us the honor of introducing yourself to our audience. And what's your take on this topic? Just a quick overview. Why are you here? Yes, happy to. Thanks, Bonnie, and uh, really happy to be on the show. Uh, uh, joining today from uh, Zurich, which is where I'm living, and uh, uh, I'm unfortunately not, not looking into a sunny day outside. It's rather uh, uh, getting dark already because it's also getting later, and I'm looking into a little bit of snow as well. Um, so in, in terms of my background, I'm uh, at SAP responsible for the go-to-market and solution management for S4HANA. Uh, S4HANA is our next generation ERP solution. We basically launched uh, 2015, and that directly shows as well, I think, the passion for this topic on my side, um, because uh, with that solution, we are really uh, would like to take our customers into becoming uh, a kinetic enterprise, how uh, Deloitte is calling it, uh, um, intelligent enterprise, how we are calling it. And uh, this is why definitely what we are talking about today is really um, at the center of my uh, day-to-day work. Um, from, a, from a background perspective, uh, I'm uh, quite long already at SAP. It's actually my first employee, uh, employer. Um, so 21 years ago, basically, I joined SAP. Um, I'm originally, um, from an education perspective, sounds maybe a little bit strange, but you mentioned my doctor. Um, I'm a chemist, uh, right? So I studied chemistry, um, but in the middle of the uh, study, I also then added uh, business informatics to it. So then I have a PhD in chemistry and business in informatics, and that paved a little bit also my journey into what I did then at SAP, because when I joined SAP um, basically 21 years ago, I was... Uh, um, building a new financial um, solution for one of our uh, larger clients here um, uh, and uh, was uh, doing um, actual costing, bringing actual costing in our, into our solution. And then um, I took over different roles at SAP, learned, our, learned what our customers are doing, was uh, um, really working with a lot of our customers and clients over the past decades. And um, I'm really happy to uh, now since the launch of S4HANA, um, as our next generation ERP really um, get into deep and uh, uh, um, 
good discussions with our customers, how they can really start to change the way how they are running their business by changing the underlying ERP application. Um, because we as SAP, we are coming from a long, long history with ERP systems. We have uh, um, uh, thousands, uh, more than 35,000 customers that are running on our today's ERP solution. So it's an interesting conversation now we are having with our customers, what they can really do differently, what they can do better uh, with moving to a next generation ERP, moving to the cloud, uh, uh, moving also to two-tier or hybrid architectures between cloud and on-premise and really um, start to think about what software can uh, can really make different, not only in their personal life, as we always uh, all do in our private lives with, life with our iPhones, uh, but what software can also do differently in their uh, professional life in their enterprises. Thank you, Uwe. Interesting panel. I was just chatting with Igosa, who is uh, one of the support people, the managers of this series, and we were saying, what a global panel. And uh, Igosa was saying, yes, they're looking forward to more global representation. Uh, Deloitte has renewed the show for 2021, which makes me very happy and very excited and very proud. So we're not done with our 2020 shows yet. We have one more after this. So happy to have all of you here. Thank you for the introductions. Very interesting panel. Let's go to the part of the show where I've asked my guests to please send me a quote from a movie or a song or something that sounds like a movie or a song. And they're going to, the quotes have nothing to do with the topic. They've sent delightful, very interesting quotes. Will you hear these? And they're going to explain in their own words, very briefly, how the quote relates to them in to our topic today. So Jen McDonald has sent us a quote from, it's stated by Dorothy Gale, played by the one and only, the inimitable Judy Garland, it, back in the 1939 American musical fantasy film, The Wizard of Oz. I don't think anybody needs me to explain what that is. Here's the quote. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Jen, I, you just can't help but smile when you hear that quote. And I haven't heard anybody say that, I don't think, ever on any of my radio shows. So congratulations. Jen, what does that have to do with our topic? Please go ahead. Great, Bonnie. It's good to hear that I'm the first one uh, who selected that quote, for sure. Um, look, I mean, when I was looking for a quote, I think, you know, there are a number of things about this quote that really resonates with me. And, you know, as you put, in 1939, the quote's almost 80 years old, but, you know, I see, you know, that it can be made really relevant um, to our lives today. And, you know, I fondly remember as a little girl, I guess, watching this movie. Um, I haven't been privileged enough to see, you know, the live musicals. Um, but, you know, the whole story about Dorothy with Toto uh, following the yellow brick road to find the Wizard of Oz. And I guess all the characters that she met along the way who some helped her and some not so much um, kind of reminds me of, you know, the story of life. Um, but one thing specifically around the quote that really resonates with me is how surprised she is, you know, um, She's genuinely taken aback by, you know, the sudden change in scenery and the circumstances that she finds herself in, you know, literally a totally new world to contend with. Now, in 1939, I guess we'll forgive her a little bit, you know, for being surprised by, you know, something changing in, in the world. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if 2020 and, you know, today's world, you know, if 2020 is anything um, that, that's shown us that, you know, change is really the only constant and we should be prepared, I guess, for the unexpected. 
And if we take that back to, you know, the way that we run our businesses and, you know, business is constantly changing um, and it's being accelerated by, you know, that exponential development as we've been speaking around in technology, robotics, you know, artificial intelligence. So, you know, for organizations today to actually remain relevant tomorrow, um, it's becoming more and more critical for them to be agile. And to be able to kind of respond and adapt to this constantly, you know, changing and uncertain environment. Um, and I think that's quite challenging for businesses, you know. And I believe they need to have the right people, processes, technologies and, and foundations that allow them to pivot and adapt to, you know, that change and, and keep um, up with the pace of innovation. And if not, you know, they might just, you know, one day wake up mm. to find out mm. that they're not really in Kansas anymore. Um, and perhaps with not even with a yellow brick road to help them find their way. Very well done, Jen. <laughs> very, very well done. Interesting. This year has been a not in Kansas on every single level. Interesting. I, I have a, a show next week that's a part three of a topic I've done before on, on another series. And I look back to see when part two was. And part two was in February. And all of a sudden, my brain is telling me February 2020, we yeah. weren't locked down yet. We didn't know about it yet. We didn't have to have, right, Liz? Right, Uwe? We weren't having this conversation about, did you digitalize yet? Do you have pivot, pivotability? Are you agile? Are you able to change your business model just like that in a flash? We were still in Kansas in February. And then on March 15th, we weren't anymore. It was just a reminder to me about how suddenly things can change. Thank you, Jen. Wonderful quote. Let's go to Liz. Liz has sent us a very interesting quote. Uh, and, and this is a word I think you used in your introduction, Liz. Uh, somebody did. The quote is from Walter Mitty, played by Ben Stiller. And by the way, Ben Stiller had a birthday on Monday because I have a Monday night radio show and I always read the famous birthdays that happened that day. And Ben Stiller was Monday. Okay. So this past Monday, uh, which was the 30th of November. And it's played, played by Walter Mitty, played by Ben Stiller, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. It's a 2013 American adventure comedy drama film. Now, can you pack anything more into the description of a film? It's adventure and it's comedy and drama. Uh, let's see. It was directed, co-produced and starred Ben Stiller. And Mitty, Walter Mitty, very famous character from years ago is a stiff, uninspired underling working in the bowels of one of America's 20th century media monoliths, Life magazine. I'm just going to stop there. Here is the quote Liz has selected. This is a good one. Adventure waits for no one. Oh, Liz, you are so right. Liz, how did you find this quote buried in Walter Mitty somewhere? Talk to me. Well, uh, after many years of doing transformation work, I can certainly say that uh, adventure has always been a part of it. And um, what I liked about the film is, um, and there's the old original film as well that goes even further back, um, but the same basic premise that don't sit on the sidelines, um, don't live in your imaginary world. Um, the real adventure is out there and we might as well hop on and join in. Um, you know, many of our, the, the companies that are using SAP have been using it for many years. And I think one of the questions um, that, that I get asked oftentimes is, uh, you know, maybe I don't want to spend that amount of time that I did last time, uh, so many people, and it's different now. 
um, it is a new adventure. So don't think about it like the adventure you had last time you implemented SAP, um, because really um, the tools are so much different. It's so much faster to implement. Um, we're really driving uh, these kind of projects and our clients just and, and customers in, in the world uh, just want to get value out of it. So I think it should feel like an adventure, should feel exciting. Um, certainly the projects I've worked on have had a lot of drama to them. So make that part of the fun. I like that. Make that part of the fun. Very, very interesting. And Liz, we're speaking to a global audience all over the world who may not even know about this. So hopefully we're inspiring, enlightening, educating, motivating a lot of people about what we're talking about today, the two-tier approach. We are going to get to a little discussion on public cloud. I think we owe that level setting to our audience. But right now, we're going to go to our third quote today, Dr. Uve. I keep calling you doctor. I have I have several PhDs and many MDs in my family, Uve, and I'm sorry, I just can't get away from it. Uve Grigolite has sent us a quote from the wonderful movie, Forrest Gump, the character, lead character played by Tom Hanks, 1994, American epic romantic comedy drama film. I love the way they describe the film. Yeah, I went to a comedy. No, you went to a comedy drama. No, you went to a romantic comedy drama. No, you went to an epic romantic comedy drama movie. Okay. And Forrest Gump, 1994, directed by the one and only Robert Zemeckis, and based on the 1986 novel of the same name by Winston Groom. Let's just leave it there. And here is the quote. My mama always said, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Uwe, talk to me. Beautiful quote. What, what do we mean here? Thank you. And the motivation for selecting this quote was not that it is an ep epic romantic comedy drama film. <laughs> As you said, I mean, first time I, had, uh, I heard that uh, complex description for it. Um, but I really, I really liked the film. I also liked Tom Hanks as, a, as an actor. And uh, what I really enjoyed on that film is that, I mean, there's somebody sitting on this, uh, uh, waiting at the bus stop and uh, just talking to strangers and uh, explaining him, uh, them uh, different stages um, of the life. And um, I think that's, that is something that's also um, uh, very nicely transferable to what we are doing here in our, in our business world as well. Uh, because we have to, uh, we have to engage new, uh, with, new, uh, with new parties. And, but, but we also always have to share what we have experienced in our, in our history here. And um, especially then uh, when we are um, uh, looking at today's world, I mean, the, the world is determined by change and also Jen had it uh, in, in her, um, in her um, uh, quote that, that, that she selected. And also here, I mean, uh, you're opening the box of chocolate and you don't know what, what you get, right? So um, you're running a business and companies today, they don't know how the business is looking like tomorrow, how, how it is looking like the day after tomorrow. And uh, this uh, uh, really huge speed of change is what we all have to cope with in our own life, in our own professional life, and also, of course, with all the companies we are um, engaging with. And this is why um, I think that uh, um, that quote is really reflecting that topic quite nice. But it, it is also having a very positive element, and this is why I was uh, choosing, uh, choosing it as well, um, because it is a box of chocolate. And at the end, uh, um, you, you're getting a chocolate, right? And, um, and that, that is why I also enjoyed that, uh, uh, that topic, because uh, um, I, I think what is important as well, that uh, we're also always looking at the positive elements we are getting out of these changes. Um, so yes, digitization is changing uh, a lot at the, uh, at the outside world there. But it's also improving uh, uh, the topics. And uh, this is why um, I think this whole uh, analogy with the box of chocolate is also very nice in that context. 
Thank you very much. We're always happy to hear that quote. It's uh, it's delightful. And Uwe, it, it's so true. Remember today, I think when you get a box of chocolates, they have a little picture of what they think the visual representation of the actual candy is, and it'll show you the layout in the box. And hopefully uh, agent number 234 who packed that box of chocolates remembered to put the one with the heart-shaped thing yep. on top in the top left to match the picture right Liz you never know if they matched up where where the diagram says to put the chocolates and you're biting and you're saying well it says it's supposed to be this but I don't know I didn't know it had nuts inside of it no that one's got a cherry I remember just just a little nibble and then the question is if anybody else going to share the box do you, you put the chocolate back if you look at it and you don't like it or do you just throw it out or do you eat the chocolate co- I used to just eat the chocolate coating and throw the rest out I'm sorry Let's move on. Okay, too much chocolate. Uve, see what you did. See what a dangerous quote that was. Thank you very much. Now is the part of the show. Yes, we do We do like to have a good time while we're having a really good business conversation. By the way, shout out to Igosa, as I mentioned before, Obak Palor, who is behind the scenes here with us today on Zoom, watching and listening, and to Carla Neal at Deloitte, who is also one of the longtime sponsors. Longtime because she and I have worked together through other series I've done, and she has sent me such wonderful wonderful Deloitte speakers over many, many years. And now she is one of the sponsors of this series. So thank you, Carla and Helen Tomas at Deloitte. There we go. Now, let's go to the part of the show where we got plenty of time left, where we're going to talk seriously about the topic, more seriously, I'll say. (laughs) Jen McDonald sent me, everybody sent me four discussion statements. I'm going to pick one from each of you. Let's start with Jen. Jen, I'm going to read the statement. It's brief and very to the point appreciated. And then Jen will take about two and a half minutes or so. We're not clocking you, but keep it brief. And then we will ask Liz the question of the day, agree or disagree with Jen. Let's see what Liz is up to. And then Uwe, agree or disagree with Liz and or Jen. So you get twice as much content to talk about. And then I'll pick a statement from Liz. We'll go around the table and then one from Uwe. So Jen told me the following. She says, organizations are becoming, and we know this is true, more and more global. And those that are able to operate as such will have a distinct advantage against their competitors, integrated technology and IT infrastructure that drive standardized and integrated business processes are a key differentiator to seamless operation. Liz, I'm sorry, Jen, I'm looking at Liz. She's right underneath me here. (laughs) Jen, as they say on the news programs, could you please unpack this for us? Go ahead, Jen McDonald. Uh, Sure, Bonnie, I will try to do that. Look, I mean, I don't think that anyone would, or not many people would argue against the fact that the world is really becoming more and more of a global community. I mean, you know, just look at all of us on the call here today. Um, And as businesses move to operate or move from operating in isolation to operating across multiple countries or even continents across the world, I guess it's, it's never been more critical for them to be able to do so seamlessly. And I truly believe that, you know, organizations that are able to do that, you know, will surely have the competitive edge you know, against others. But I think you know, that the challenges that organizations face is how do they do that? How do they lay down the right you know, technology, infrastructure, and solutions you know, to truly integrate their business processes across that operating landscape um, in a way that helps them you know, achieve their, their strategic goals? So, you know, we were going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about a little bit about uh, my own experience and our own use case here in Deloitte, Africa. Um, we faced, you know, the very same challenge. You know, how do we, you know, remain competitive across the continent? And um, I'll, let me just share a little bit with you around my firsthand experience in leading our own transformation journey. 
So a bit of background. Um, in 2017, Deloitte Africa actually completed its integration um, into one Deloitte member firm. So what that essentially involved was the coming together or the merging of 14 practices that actually mm. serviced 17 countries across the continent together as one member firm. Now, previously, these practices operated very independently. So, you know, I think many of the callers, you know, um, on the line that have been through any sort of expansion or merger or acquisition will probably resonate with some of the challenges, you know, that we had post this integration. And, you know, a lot of it centered around, you know, having these multiple disparate systems and legacy infrastructure to contend with, um, you know, that really inhibited us, you know, with, you know, business processes that were non-standardized and non-integrated, uh, very poor data quality, you know, data, you know, is a big thing today to be able to leverage off of it. But if it's poor, poor quality, you can't use it. Uh, multiple versions of the truth and very manual reporting and um, finance processes. Um, were being run. And that really, you know, for us as an organization, you know, limited our ability to digitally transform, you know, our business on these outdated platforms. So, you know, we as an organization, you know, it needed to be bold. Um, we needed to, you know, set that foundation for the future. And um, so we launched a program called Moja. Now, the word Moja actually means one in one of our local languages um, called Swahili. And the idea was about bringing it all together on one in a common platform. What we did was we adopted a cloud-first strategy, so um, where possible, and selected S4HANA Public Cloud, you know, as our core ERP solution, and then a suite of cloud solutions to kind of support, you know, the, the all the business processes, you know, from uh, expense management to forecasting and budgeting to reporting, um, HR, um, a whole host of them in there. But one point I just want to make is that we did still have some legacy um, uh, on-premise systems, our CRM system that we deployed across the continent was um, an on-premise solution. Um, but despite that, you know, so there we're ready, we've got this two-tier architecture that we've been talking about. Um, but despite that, using, you know, the SAP cloud platform and integration, we were still able to integrate our end-to-end -end business processes um, while leveraging off of all the benefits that having that cloud core, you know, brought to the table. We've been live on the platform for just over a year, and yeah, you know, for us, I feel it is a key differentiator and a, a real foundation, you know, for us to build on um, for the future. So I'm, I'm going to leave it there, Bonnie. I think I've said enough for now. Thank you. That is a fascinating case study, Jen, to talk about how many practices needed to be blended into one. But you know, what stood out for me was your word, the new word I just learned, Moja. How do you spell that? I know it's a Swahili word, but how do you spell that, Jen? In English. So the word is M-O-J-A, Moja. Well, and it sounds like mojo, and I was thinking it's, it's so <laughs> close. It's get your mojo on. I think, I think we need to, need to start a new campaign, get your mojo on. Go ahead. What were you going to say, Jen? Uh, I was going to say that what's interesting is that, you know, you know, our intention, you know, with the word and the, the program was the definition being one. Um, but when I visited my colleagues in our Ghana practice, um, we were sitting around the table one evening, and they said, do you know that the word mojo in our local tongue actually means blood so i was like oh no Ooh. are we in bloodshed on this <laughs> this journey um but thankfully not and um and, and we're still alive and well today 
We're very, very glad. Well, I'm still going to say get your moja on. I think that's a new, a new, but we need, we need a meme for that. Liz, you're up next. Liz, I, I, I don't, I can't imagine you disagreeing with Jen, but that's up to you. So Liz, talk to me about what Jen said, please. Let's get your thought leadership point of view. Liz Fashana. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Bonnie. And uh, Jen and I talked about, um, have connected multiple times on kind of the work that, uh, that they've done in, in Africa. And it's just really inspiring to see how quickly um, they accomplished what they needed to to real solve a real business problem that we had, which was working together. So if I kind of take it up a level, um, before that even happened, Deloitte was already on our own journey to S4 uh, as a global firm. So this kind of leads into our two-tier architecture conversation because we've ended up with a two-tier architecture and some of our clients and customers around the world are thinking about whether or not they will have public cloud as part of their platform as well as, as S4. So I think the thing that was exciting for us is we, you can do these things together. We have, we have lots of reasons to really try to connect the global enterprise together for all the values. Um, and it's not just about being able to work glo- globally. It's that, you know, businesses want to be able to take new products quickly to market. And to be able to do that on a single platform where you can just introduce that across, around the world to your customers, to be able to, to find out how your business is running, I think it's just a really exciting time. And so we solve two different, we're solving in some cases, uh, both of those things at the same time, just in different ways. Thank you very much, Liz. Very interesting. And let's go to Uwe. Uwe, agree or disagree? I, I have to say that. That's the format with Jen and or Liz. Uve, you're up. Go ahead. It's, 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 you're making up a hard time for me because um, I mean I have to agree, uh, even so it sounds a little bit boring. Um, but uh, of course, what we what we are seeing here, um, what has happened at the uh, Deloitte here, is really um, the center of our strategy, right? Because uh, I mean, when we uh, launched as Forhana basically in 2015, we said this is our next uh, generation ERP. And this is what is taking our customers to the cloud as well with ERP. Um, uh, we were talking about standardization. We were also talking about innovation um, that should be brought to the processes of our customers here. And um, the, uh, what we are seeing here um, uh, is, is really um, yeah, basically a blueprint of, uh, um, of our idea here. Um, the fact that uh, um, we have been able um, with the um, uh, with the Svahana Cloud, Svahana Public Cloud implementation, to really drive standardization, to set a lot of very different African companies' life in a very short time, um, but on the other hand, also drive all the complexity um, in the um, in the other in the other tier um, as a as a global company has right uh, um, with uh, with thousands of people um, to be uh, to, to employed at that company and with uh, uh, with a lot more processes to drive. So um, what we are seeing here is really a, a blueprint of what has been our idea with uh, with S4HANA and with the um, flexibility that we are giving on that solution. So it's hard for me to uh, to disagree, but I'm I'm really I'm happy that I can uh, really agree uh, on a on a hundred percent here on this uh, on this strategy. Thank you very much. Agreement is never boring. Agreement is interesting as long as you explain it. So thank you, Uwe. Jen, anything you want to say back to your co-panelists, or can we move on? What would you like to say? 
Yeah, I think we uh, I think we can probably move on. The only thing I want to say is, you know, back to Liz's point around it being an adventure. Um, you know, this has been an adventure. Um, and I think one that, you know, Deloitte is an organization, I think I mentioned first that we were one of the first, you know, we were the first organization to put the full suite down. And it has been an adventure for us. And I guess, you know, one that now we want to, you know, share with other organizations, you know, across the globe. Thank you very much. Let's move on, Liz Fashana. I'm looking at your statements here. Let's go to statement number three. It's packed with very interesting concepts and especially the differentiation on types of cloud. So Liz told me the following before the show. She said, business drivers still need to be the fundamental consideration for whether or not you need a two-tier architecture. This could be leveraging both public cloud and or private cloud to act as an accelerator or early adopter of the public cloud platform. Liz, let's get a lesson here in to cloud, to not to cloud, to public cloud or to private cloud, to combo or to hybrid, to one or the other. Does one help the other? So Liz, let's let's get a, a 101 on cloud here in case anybody doesn't know it. So enlighten us, please, Liz. Okay. Well, that's great. Thank you, Bonnie. And I think as you as we leverage some of the things that you heard Jen talk about uh, with our experiences, exactly what other businesses are trying to do. So the reason to go to public cloud is fast. Um, it's efficient. It it will ma- ensure you have consistency going forward because it's a standard solution. And I think the I think the conversation that many companies are having is. Do they believe that they can do that? Can they do run their business in a very standard way while still being differentiated, while still bringing innovation in their products in what and what they bring to market? And the answer is absolutely yes, um, because uh, public cloud uh, does provide a great platform for you to run your overall business. Uh, you just have to sign up to some of those criteria. But this, it also, the, the speed and your ability to implement is a big, big benefit for us. And so if you if you want to use, uh, you know, the S4 non-public cloud solution, um, so now called SAP Private Cloud, um, you, you would use that for a company that maybe is so large and so complex and has a, a, a very um, significant journey to go on from where they are today to a more consistent and, uh, and kinetic enterprise enabling platform. So uh, a lot of our larger enterprise uh, businesses are really thinking about the private cloud um, and how that can enable many of their, you know, what they're wanting to do next. Um, and it, you, can, you can implement these solutions together with other technologies around the edge. And that is also one of the key things that we want uh, businesses and companies to know is that you can still be unique and there's a lot of room to add innovation around the edge. Very interesting. Thank you, Liz. Let's go around the table, Uwe. Love to get your POV on this. Agree or disagree? Uwe, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. I agree, but uh, I would like to take it maybe also um, uh, to, to another level as well, um, because we have been talking now about public cloud and private cloud. And uh, um, I mean, if I'm looking back a little bit at one of my education elements, which is, which is called business informatics, right? Uh, mm-hmm. That I studied. Uh, it has these two important words in it, business and informatics. And if I'm looking at the informatic part of my heart, so to say, um, I would definitely, of course, argue now what is public cloud, what is private cloud, what is the difference between these two uh, uh, different ways how to run um, cloud applications. 
and uh, we can we can then discuss um, for the rest of the 20 minutes uh, we are having on this differentiation between public and private cloud. And I'm looking at the other part of my um, education, the business, not the informatics, but the business. Um, then it is at the end the question, what do I want to achieve as a company? And that is for me the, the important aspect on this whole topic regarding is it now a public cloud or is it private cloud? If you're just looking at it from a technical point of view, then maybe the differentiation is very important. If you're looking at it with the business, with your business eye, um, at the end it is important, what is it that I would like to do differently? What is it that I would like to get out of the software that, I, that I'm running? How should this software help me to serve my end customers as a company better than the old software that I'm having? Mm -hmm. And this is basically the um, uh, the look I have to uh, uh, put at the things. And then maybe for some companies, the result will be um, I'm running a private cloud. For some, it will be public cloud. For some, it will be a mixture. But uh, what I'm always telling uh, companies that I'm engaging with is that um, first, try to uh, imagine what is it that you would like to do, to do different? What is it that in your today's environment is really blocking you from uh, being more agile? What is blocking you from reducing your TCO? And then uh, once you have identified that, then you can really decide what is the best, uh, uh, the best version um, to do it. If I'm looking at the, um, at the example Jen shared at the beginning, right? Uh, we were looking at these uh, multiple countries uh, um, where the rollout had to be done in a very short term um, in Africa here. I mean, that, that, is, that is a perfect example why public cloud with the, uh, with the low TCO, with the fast time to innovation, that's the, um, that's the, right, uh, um, the right thing to do, right? But it's really always, always important to first look at the scenario that I would like to solve. And not to spend too much time and listen to too many people that are saying public cloud is the right thing, private cloud is the right thing. At the end, it's the right thing that is helping our, uh, um, our companies here um, to serve their end customers in a better way. Thank you. Very insightful. Let's move around the table. Jen, you're third on this one. Agree or disagree with Liz and or with Uwe. Let's see what you have to say. Jen. Um, well, I think agree at this point, Bonnie, with um, with both of them. Um, and I think I'd like to expand a little bit on, you know, um, one point that that Uwe made around innovation. Um, and I think, you know, this is a, and it also comes back to the original statements, you know, made um, uh, with my quotes around changing world and, and a change, changing organizations. You know, many organizations are faced with, you know, a conundrum. Um, you know, sometimes when embarking on a technology project today, uh, you know, by the time, you know, that they've implemented it, you know, down the line, it's already outdated. Um, and so, you know, the, the term innovation, you know, comes into play here. And how do you kind of keep pace with that innovation? And so for me, you know, cloud, to move to the cloud or to not move to the cloud, you know, I guess, is that the question? And, you know, highly customized on-premise solutions, you know, while they have their advantage and their place, um, you know, I think no one can argue that they are, you know, definitely expensive to run and very difficult to upgrade. And it's, it's quite easy to fall behind the innovation curve, you know, in that environment. And that's why I'm a big fan of, of the public cloud, you know, environment, uh, because you never fall behind that curve. You know, you adopt the, um, you know, software 
software as a service model. And as long as SAP are continually building out the templates, um, continuously innovating, bringing in the robotics, you know, the artificial intelligence, um, you know, and you, you basically reap the benefits of that as, as a user and a subscriber to that service. And that's what's been great to see. Uh, I mean, we've been live for a year and we've already been through five upgrades, five innovation cycles. And I mean, that's just great. Um, you know, I, when I explain it, I like to, you know, compare it to your iPhone, you know, every now and then you get the, those iOS updates and, you know, you, you load the new software um, upgrade on your phone and really as a user, whether you like it or not, you're forced to keep pace with that innovation curve and adopt and use the, the new innovation that comes out. And that's, you know, that's how I compare to kind of the public cloud environment, which is great. So, you know, if there's CFOs or CIOs, you know, sitting on the call listening to this, um, you know, my advice to you would really to be ensure that you lay that sort of solid foundation and select a solution that, you know, enables you to, what I say, adapt and adopt, you know, to be able to adapt to change and then constantly adopt that new technology innovation. Thank you very much. Liz, this was your topic. Anything you'd like to say back to your co-panelists here? Before we move on, oh, and I love I love what Jen just said around adapt and adopt because that is the world we live in now, right? There's no going back to uh, having something that's stable, a stable, just consistent. We we've got to be able to move quickly. So um, put your hat on that uh, that that makes you excited about um, changing all the time. So. I like that. And that goes back to adventure, right, Liz? Yeah. That was yeah. that was the quote about adventure. Interestingly enough, all the quotes seem to meld into the same message. And I have to tell our listeners, as far as I know, these three wonderful speakers did not get together on their own private Zoom call and say, oh, let's go through all our favorite movies and let's pick quotes that will all say basically the same thing coming from different angles and different characters. These were just picked by each of them separately, please honor me ladies and gentlemen don't say I'm wrong and they just happen to all come into the same message which is great Uwe you're next I'm I've picked statement number three from your list and this goes back to something I mentioned in my opening for the show I think this will be an interesting conversation thread here we have about 10 minutes left to the show so we'll keep it brief now you say outcome-based economy the new unit of measure for success is the business outcome an organization is able to create for themselves and their customers it's it's not about the value. It's about the result. I'm going to stop there. Uwe, just interesting. This is what our listeners also need to know. Go ahead, Uwe. Yeah, thanks, Bonnie. And thanks also for um, picking that, uh, picking that um, quote, um, because I think this is really the big change that we are, um, that we are foreseeing and the big change also that, uh, um, that, our, uh, that the companies out there are seeing and that also um, we uh, that are serving the, these companies um, are seeing. It's not, it's not enough anymore really um, to show, okay, look, uh, um, here we have, a, uh, we have a good value proposition. We have a, we have a nicer screen. We have a, uh, we have a new analytical report and that's great. That's, uh, that's, really, um, that's really good insight. Um, it, it's really not not anymore um, that we just have to look at that. We really have to um, um, uh, help uh, the companies out there um, to focus on uh, on their business and and to focus on their end customers' uh, um, uh, um, success. And this is why we really have to drive outcomes. And this is why also um, from an even from a software provider perspective, 
um, it is not enough to develop nice software, which I um, started off with when I started at SAP, I started to develop software. So it's not, not enough to develop this software. It's not enough also to, to sell the software um, uh, to companies out there and then just uh, just leave it there. This was a classical on-premise world, right? You're, you're buying, you're uh, building software, you're um, throwing it basically over the fence and then uh, um, you're leaving the customers alone with it. Um, so we are living in a new world. We are living in the uh, in a connected world. We are living in a world um, where also where software is then consumed out of the cloud. And uh, consuming software out of the cloud is that uh, when I'm consuming that software, I'm expecting that uh, it's not only solving my problem. It's not only posting the uh, journal entry to the financial books and giving me a PNL uh, at any point in time. I'm asking for it. It is the software that is uh, supporting me in um, in doing my business better and serving my end customers better. And this is why that software also has to be built in a way that this is focusing on, on my outcome as a company. So um, it should also uh, um, bring in best practices, right? So it's not only that it is a software that uh, that is automating things. It is a software that is self-learning. It is a software that... Um, that is also um, um, comparing how I'm doing things with how um, uh, my peers are doing it, so that I can really um, uh, that I can really um, make the things that I'm doing today uh, in the best foreseeable way. So that that is really why I'm saying that uh, the whole um, um, the whole focus of uh, of what we are all doing with the companies that we are serving, um, this whole focus has to has to change really um, to the outcome to to that what is really at the end coming out for the um, for the end customers of that of these companies. Thank you very much. Very interesting point. Let's quickly go around the table. We've got seven minutes left. We want to save a little bit of time for the predictions at the end. Jen McDonald, whether you know it or not, you happen to be sitting virtually next to Uwe. So you get to go next. What do you think, agree or disagree with Uwe? Just keep it to about two minutes so we have time to wrap up. Go ahead, Jen. Thanks. Um, definitely agree with Uwe that, you know, this is this is all about the business outcomes, you know, um, and I think, you know, before, you know, going down a transformation journey, um, you know, I think you need to be clear, you know, in terms of what those business outcomes are, um, you know, because that, that determines, you know, success or, or, or not being successful at the end of the day. And, you know, from a business perspective, if I go back to the Africa story, I mean, you know, we were a recently integrated member firm and we, there were a number of things that we wanted to do, but I guess one of them was leave leverage off of that integration, right, and optimize, you know, some of our um, back office functions, processes. And I think I referred to it earlier, but, you know, one of the things that we did was um, centralize our Africa finance function um, and move and implement an Africa shared service center. Um, we would never have been able to do that, you know, effectively if we hadn't had that, you know, common platform. So there was a real tangible benefit for me as the CFO and the way that I was able to run my finance function across the continent. Um, completely changed and then from a business perspective you know to be have, have insight and visibility I guess into those results you know across the continent to you know automate um, you know many of those processes and achieve I guess cost optimizations from that I think we, we reduced our period in closure by a couple of days um, which was a great benefit and you know so it's all of those things that kind of you know make the journey worthwhile um, change the way that you run your business and ultimately optimize the way that you run your business. Thank you very much, Liz Fashana. We have just a couple minutes left for your comments on this topic, which is important. And then we'll see if we can get a 30-second prediction around the table. Liz, go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I do have to agree with Uwe and Jen. Uh, and I guess the point that most strongly resonated for me 
is what businesses are trying to do around outcome-led um, uh, achievements and how the digital transformation uh, ambition fits into that and how whether it's public cloud or private cloud can all be part of the solution. So I'll keep it short just to keep it um, focused, but I think the, the whole idea of business outcomes, doing it faster and solving the, the real problems that uh, companies are having. Thank you very much. Very well put. Thank you all. Uwe, thank you so much. Anything quickly you want to say back to your co-panelists on that important topic, Uwe? Well, of course, I'm happy that we, that, that we all agree, but I would like to um, just put out one topic that Jen uh, mentioned. She, she said that's a journey, and I think that's a very important element to that as mm-hmm. well, um, because uh, um, for, for all of the companies out there, um, really changing, changing the way how business is being done, uh, that's a journey for them, for all of us. And uh, journey is always a good thing, right? Because you have a you have a nice target uh, in mind, maybe a, a journey where you're going to a nice holiday place, um, but you can also enjoy parts of the journey. And that's, I think, the, good, the two good elements that this word journey also has. Well put. Thank you. Let's go around the table. Jen, first, I can give you each about 45 seconds for your prediction. That's one sentence with two commas and one semicolon and maybe an exclamation point at the end. So go ahead. Let's see if we can fit this in. Jen, where is this all going? This talk about business outcomes and two-tier approach and ERP and public versus private cloud and hybrids and all this wonderful conversation and the great insights you've all shared. So Jen, you want to predict out to, I don't know, the end of 2021, 2025, Jen McDonald predictions, go! Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, we're talking about innovation, right? Um, digital innovation, artificial intelligence. You know, I really, my prediction is, you know, it's going to change the way that we do work on a day-to-day basis. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I was particularly thinking around was, you know, we spent a lot of time in front of our laptops typing. Um, you know, I think voice is going to, you know, sort of, you know, take over in, in quite a big way um, and help us become more efficient. Um, you know, imagine, you know, instead of telling my assistant um, or my PA to type, up a presentation I just tell my computer to do it and there we go it's done in the morning um, that would be you know amazing and I think um, that's my my prediction for today thank you Liz you're up so I'm going to take a slightly different direction I I see the role of the CTO uh, as defined as the C, uh, chief transformation officer Ooh. really really helping companies change and that's a little bit of what we tried to do with this chief digital officer and the CIO and some of the other business change efforts. And I just think that's that we need to think about how do we really make this an executive led initiative. Thank you. Brief and to the point. Appreciate it. Uwe Grigolite, we saved 30 seconds, 45 <laughs> seconds for you. Go ahead, Uwe. Use them well. Go. Okay, I'm tracking, trying to keep it very short. So by 2025, I think uh, most of us will, during uh, their business life, trigger ERP processes without even realizing it. So um, really, the, uh, the the cloud topic will make ERP pervasive. So you will uh, do something at your in your business, in your professional life, and you will trigger an ERP process. But it's not that you're going into an ERP system and doing something. This is really the fundamental change that we will see by 2025. Thank you. We've been looking at changes and adventure and pivoting and nimble and moving and journeys. Great words. I want to wish all of you a very happy holiday season and stay safe. And my closing message to all my shows is stay sane. We've been certainly trying to achieve that this year. So let's do a quick round of thank you, Jen McDonald. Such an important job. You have so impressed with what you've achieved in Deloitte, South Africa. Thank you for sharing your case study and your knowledge. Liz Fashana, wonderful to have you on. And thank you also for 
for your great insights, Dr. Uwe Grigolite. I got the doctor in there <laughs> SAP as well. Thank you all. And a shout out to Igosa Obakpalor for helping put this together. Yay, Igosa. And thank you to Carla Neal, sponsor. Yay, Carla. And to Helen Tomas at Deloitte. And a thank you to my engineer extraordinaire, Aaron Keller at Voice America World Talk Radio. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. Thank you for listening to the Kinetic Enterprise presented by Deloitte. Everybody stay safe. Stay happy, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Everybody wave. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Kinetic Enterprise, Built to Evolve, presented by Deloitte. Be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.